Hiya and welcome to the Flipside podcast. This is a place where we look at alternative perspectives on all things community, contact and connection. So whether it's catching up with local community groups, getting to grips with neuroscience or delving into relationships, we've got you covered. So today I'm joined by two lovely people. We've got Ellie Wildbore, who works at Sheffield Health and Social Care as patient ambassador in medical education and research. She also does freelance work and volunteers as well. And then we've got Kerry Marsh, who is a performer, curator and writer. She's the artist in residence at Hultrug Theatre. So welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us. (laughs) So today we're talking about work and jobs and our relationship with productivity. And we met up an hour ago and just had a coffee and like a drink and just talked about these things a little bit more. And I wondered if you two would like to just introduce yourselves and what you do a little bit um, just to get the ball rolling. Really? Go for it. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm Ellie, uh, and I currently work in Sheffield Health and Social Care, which is the Mental Health Trust, um, in medical education and research, so I'm part of the team that teaches student doctors, and I'm also involved in getting services as more um, involved in research. My background is in teaching, uh, I was a primary teacher, um, but I've got to say that I do prefer teaching mm. adults, <laughs> a little less behaviour <laughs> management and a little bit more actual really? teaching wow. sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and uh, I also do uh, a little bit of like stuff on the side with um, like uni- teaching at universities and, and other sort of training stuff, so all related to mental health. Um, and yeah, I kind of got into that through um, volunteering originally and that's kind of built up into a job. Nice. Awesome. And how about you, Kerry? Um, I've, my background, I've always sort of been into performance and theatre, um, and then I kind of fell into teaching, uh, education for 14 years, but then um, just started working freelance, and I've gone from there really since 2016. Um, it's normally always creative-based, which is nice, but um, yeah, I'll do anything to pay the bills. So I've done events and... Um, live kind of uh, events that might be like different roles from a, a producing to stage yeah. managing that yeah. sort of thing fingers in pies it's isn't it? just <laughs> yeah just uh, you know I'm one of those people that I, I did a lot of everything do you yeah. know when I was younger when I was doing university so yeah yeah it's always really hard when people say so what is it you do what mm. I'd kind of just say I'm a freelance creative and I think then that just sort of covers everything I actually saw that um on your website and I thought that's a really great label <laughs> for that because I always go am I a theater maker yeah a artist sounds like painting sometimes so for me as well being somebody who dips into like podcasts and theater and dance workshops and education workshops and yeah. then it's really hard to know exactly and how people to pin always that sort of look at you as if to say like so what are you good at and what do you just sort of do <laughs> yeah. so yeah i just think i needed a title so i thought that kind of like covers mm. everything yeah mm. do you find it hard to pin down what you do as well yeah like I mean, my job title in itself, patient ambassador, medical education and research, mm. in, in, like it's got a, it's, it's a very long title and it doesn't actually explain what I do. Mm. Um, so I end up mm. with this like half hour introduction to what I do every time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've kind of got a pre-prepared speech, which is like yeah. explains yeah. like what I do. But yeah, it is. Sometimes I do year and after the days when I was a dinner lady or a teacher and everybody knew exactly what that meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and how was that like transition from work, like teaching and dinner lady or whatever into sort of the patient ambassador and education with doctors and things like yeah, that. Yeah, um, so I started like, um, 
I always worked in schools initially, like from when I left school, I worked mm. in schools. I was a dinner lady, I was a classroom assistant, I was a teacher, um, worked in an after-school club, and it was all very nine to five, Monday mm. to Friday sort of stuff. Um, and then I went to university and did that as a degree and kind of came out of university. I remember being like, oh, I'm stuck to like never being able to go to the bank when I need to or <laughs> having to go on holiday when everyone else does and like just all of that sort of stuff and I can remember dreading it slightly but just because that was just the way things were I just kind of carried on and so actually I kind of see I never thought that I would enjoy work that's more ad hoc more here mm. there and everywhere I have done some shift work and stuff like that but actually I find that a lot more freeing for me I find oh, cool. that for me nine to five stuff I find that really really stifling mm. um, and although most of my work is is kind of like in the week time I've got a lot of flexibility about that and I that's just it's much more it's much more healthy for me I think yeah. I think I can get too bogged down in stuff if I'm going for like nine mm. to five stuff yeah that's that's something we talked about or I put down on the list to maybe talk about was the nine to five structure does it work who's it for what are the pros and cons and you sort of got into that but I don't know, what do you think, Harry? Because you were, 15, was it 14 or 15 14 years, years yeah. I, I suppose it was really, while I was doing it, I really got to the point where I thought, I don't, I don't like this, it's really boring, it's getting me down, There's, um, I want to do something different. And I, because I always did little freelance things on the side, um, I, I always sort of knew that I'd probably go into that at some point. Um, but for me, the, the paycheck the holidays mm. um sort of the job wasn't by the t like sort of towards the end of it the, the job wasn't difficult I knew it back to front I was a creative um uh, the curriculum leader for the creative arts department so it was a nice place to work yeah. do you know so it, it yeah. was like it, I was struggling against that wanting to rebel against the nine to five but also <laughs> kind of liked it <laughs> kind of suited but um and I sometimes actually now especially um living with a family living with my partner and her children I just sometimes think nine to five would maybe mm. fit into that a bit more so sometimes I do sort of pine yeah. after it it is hard when they've come home and they're putting their pajamas on they're having their tea yeah. and then I might have to go and you know do a workshop you know seven till nine or something I kind mm. of feel like I'm missing out a bit so yeah it's really hard it's w the grass is always greener I think oh, for me yeah. it's like one it's of those things and cons, no matter yeah, what you yeah. do and yeah. I think that's a valid point that you brought up about children yeah and the fact that children and if you are a parent or carer they they need routine yeah absolutely. like they all or they benefit a lot from it because then they learn don't they when the time is for up and sleep and eat and absolutely so yeah. I can I can imagine that that Leave, leaving to do a workshop at yeah. seven till nine yeah. it's weird because I've only sort of I've only kind of been a still seem it feels weird still saying it now a stepmom mm. I've only really been in that kind of living like that for the last mm. two coming up to two years um and although my partner's brilliant and will say no take that job go out yeah. and do it at, you know add it to your cv that's brilliant mm. there is still that there's that side of me that thinks I don't want to be selfish and yeah. you know because I don't want to miss out on too much and um, I'm always looking at the calendar when I'm booking things thinking about their birthdays and when they're doing stuff and a lot of work can be on a weekend as well so mm. I might be home alone kind of waiting to go to work or waiting for the week to pass to work at the weekend so 
Yeah, it's been that's a, been a different contrast. Yeah, uh, that's kind of shook my opinion on things the last couple of years. Definitely. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I think for me, like mainly because my nine to five stuff was teaching. I find that teaching was a subject where if you're a perfectionist like I am um, you could work 24-7 and still not have done a good enough job Um, and I found myself that even though it was nine to five I was planning in the evenings marking in the evenings going and getting resources at the weekend and it actually it was a lot more than nine to five and so actually that that wasn't healthy for me that was one of the reasons why I knew I had to so that's break away from like another topic we were discussing downstairs was like productivity and our relationship to success and like what is success and do we have a healthy or unhealthy relationship with it like are we ever satisfied Mm. you know and you were saying that your dad's had he's had like two jobs I think since he graduated because he was staying he stayed in the same job for like 30 odd years um and I can't I can't imagine (laughs) like (laughs) I can't imagine having that like um because I've just moved from one thing to the other so many times I don't know what my relationship with the word success or this mm. like or what meaning it has to me but I definitely think I'm one of those people that's never quite comfortable or happy with I'm always thinking about the next mm, thing absolutely. or the future mm. I can't just sort of and I don't know whether that has got something to do with freelance as well I think so definitely there's the nature of freelancers you you, you know the way there's all this thing around like mindfulness and being present and trying to enjoy the now which I very much like I really enjoy this mm. idea as well because I think you can miss things yes if you're not mm. like engaging in the present moment but at the same time I, I have to pay rent and bills so I have to think about <laughs> I have to think about June and July and August which is I guess that's a really difficult place to be and I don't know if you both feel that at all with like yeah. freelance work do you find it harder to be in the moment I think for I mean I'm lucky that part of my job is like I'm contracted a certain amount of yeah. hours a week and that's really nice yeah. to know because I don't need to like plan mm. everything but it it is it is hard because like it's hard to say no I'm not very good at saying no yeah. I think that's my big issue I want to do it because I'm passionate about the things I do and mm. and I also want to better myself as well <laughs> but then I'm not very good at say, I'm just not very good at saying no and that's always <laughs> been an issue for me and the amount of times I've burnt out because I just don't say no um for me is a bit is a big issue I think that's like yeah really common common, burnout isn't it from not saying no and I think you probably I've never really I've never personally experienced burnout but I think I am always striving I do always feel like I haven't achieved success or Mm. I don't really know what success is or what it should feel like Just waiting for that glorious yeah. moment to come and it's going to be all golden light and glittery and I, unicorns yeah, exactly. or whatever but yeah and I have to be I think I have to be careful sometimes not to um sound like I'm whinging or or kind of moaning especially to our partner where I'm like oh nothing's coming up I'm not getting any emails back or mm. um you know what am I doing with my life I often say that what am I doing with my life and <sighs> Um, and then I have to remind myself, like, you're in the middle of writing a play. You're a resident artist at Hull Truck Theatre. Mm. You are doing stuff. Um, you work at the Playhouse with the youth theatre there. You, I'm currently creating a performance with them. So why aren't those things, why aren't, yeah. you know, do why aren't those things registering with me and making me go, oh, yeah, tick, this mm. is success. Why am I going, yeah, but what am I going to do next? It's mm. like, even though these things are not even quite finished mm. yet, I'm already thinking that, but... 
then what do I do? What it's do so do? interesting, isn't it? Because I, I definitely relate to what you're saying. Like, I've done a tour of my own writing and performance across the UK and still just feel like, yeah, but yeah. That, <laughs> that bit could have been better. It wasn't or, international. So. Yeah, <laughs> or, or there's something, isn't there? That's just yeah, always. there's always something, like, yeah. But then at the same time, I think... It can it can be really hard to get the balance with that, but I'd much prefer to be like that than someone who's just like, just like yeah, I don't really have any motivation. I'm just I just go to work and then I come home and then I go mm. back to work. Again. I really I kind of admire that in people though sometimes. Yeah, I do. I do, mm. I do and I don't. I think. Yeah, I know. I think, what you, yeah. yeah, I think I spent lots of years thinking, uh, especially people that maybe went to college and university with, and I see them now maybe on social media or you bump into them and they're maybe not. Like, I just think, I used to think, why are you using the qualifications that you got? Why are you using, you know, we've come from the same mm. path. What, you know, why are you just doing a, you know, maybe a normal job or just something that I would used to think didn't push them. But mm. then when you talk to people and sometimes I think, actually, they've got it. They just want a house and holidays and a dog. Yeah, and sometimes and I they're think happy. there's almost like breaks in that like forward movement sometimes mm. are really important like we were talking earlier like everyone maybe should have a cleaning job at some point yeah. just, and sometimes it is really nice just to have a job that you just go to and you come back and you don't have to worry about the job and it doesn't spill over yeah. into your private life and it just does that paying the bills getting you on holiday like mm. just letting you live for a little bit and mm. gives your mind a bit of a rest like I don't think yeah. there's any harm in that totally it's interesting as well because somebody said uh, one of my friends I think it's on Twitter, Twitter's so good for like this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but one of them was saying you need to have some sort of like anti-capitalist on the show to talk about like you know and and uh, to talk about this thing about productivity and work because it's interesting how we've all mentioned like paying the bills and getting by like mm. these are things that we have to mm. like what if that wasn't I'm just gonna throw a wild wild ball in there like if that wasn't an issue say we all had like a basic income and that wasn't an issue, what would you do? Would you still think you'd be doing the same thing? Like, if your rent and mm. bills were covered, you didn't have to worry necessarily about meeting, making ends meet. I think I would, but I think if you'd asked me that question a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have been, but I kind of have found the field I want to be mm. in, and I'm genuinely happy in my work, and I don't get paid loads or paid at all in some of it, but for me, mm. that's where I want to be. But I think, I think if I had carried on doing teaching out of my degree, I think I would be one of those people who'd be like, no, as soon as I mm. got the security, I'd jack it in, I think. <laughs> um, Interesting. Mm. I'm, I'm asking myself this as well, yeah. on the spot. <laughs> Do you have any answers to that, um, I, I definitely... I think if money wasn't a worry, I mm. wouldn't be doing as much as I do mm. in the sense of... Um, working for other people and uh, it'd be in the same field definitely mm. but if I didn't have to worry I'd probably just be sat writing as much as po possible yeah. I think I'd feel creating. freer with what I could do as mm. well yeah if I didn't have to worry about the money mm. um and, yeah. I, and I do that anyway that's that is what I do and that's mm. the field that I work in but I probably would do rather than doing a performance with a group of people for uh, another theatre or another company I would do it for myself yeah. with the people I know mm. the contacts that I have <laughs> Jess still looks deep in thought I'm like right scratching <laughs> my chin stumped by her own question I do think I'd be exactly in the same field mm. I think but like I think similar to you too but 
yeah, I think I'd probably put be able to focus more. Yeah. There's something about focus because you, your focus is being pulled to sometimes where the money is mm. or yeah. because you need to get paid. And yeah, I think sometimes you almost adapt yourself or your ideas to a paid role in order to get paid. But, but if you didn't have that compromise, mm. would you just be like freely making mm. or doing stuff or... I think that's why yeah. I still volunteer alongside working mm. um, because in my voluntary role, like which is very, very similar to my paid role, but I get to do exactly what mm. I want and exactly what I'm passionate about mm. that don't have to fit to job descriptions and like that. Yeah. Mm. And what do you think about people who would see, because I know of some people that might see arts, creativity, mental health, well-being... Um, and the stuff that we do, like in that field, maybe not as a real but job. Yeah, when you get a proper <laughs> job, I've got the quotation marks yeah. on the go. But I, you know what I mean. Like, do, yeah. do you ever come up with that in your field at all? Is that something you've come across? I grew up with my granddad uh, when I used to come home from like drama school. He used to be like um, drama school. I didn't go to drama school. <laughs> <laughs> I did drama at college, um, <laughs> but he used to call it school. And then he'd be he'd say, um, "How's play school today?" <laughs> Do you know uh-huh. things like that? Um, and I think it took a, a bit of convincing for me to go to college and study that for, with my parents. I think my dad was particularly like, "Wow, well, why don't you like?" get just get a job or, or uh, do something that's going to lead to a job mm. um and i think i think a lot of people maybe who don't know all the other things that you can do um probably just think you are sat around probably uh, you know if i tell people about writing they're just like oh how nice you just gets to sit at home <laughs> and write but yeah the, like you said about the the pull of actually focusing on where the the money is so you are actually always doing your creative self all the time. Mm. Um, I think it is just as much a job as anything, if not harder, because mm. like you say, if you've got your nine to five, you go into that every day, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas I've got to remind myself of my diary every day. I've got to yeah. check like, and I've got to check a couple of days in advance to make sure I've got that thing for that thing that's happening on Thursday or, yeah. you know, so I think it's sometimes a little bit, harder every week's a different week and your mm. hours are different yeah and your projects change yearly monthly and it's just and sometimes it fails because the funding doesn't come through Absolutely, and yeah it's really unpredictable mm. yeah yeah definitely what about you have you ever come across anything i think like um having had primary teaching as my first career mm. there's a lot of thought from people about the sort of those that can't do teach <laughs> sort of thing and it's like if you can't do what you're doing properly then you teach it instead mm. um and and is that, that a saying it is, is well they've actually turned it on the head actually now for the like to attract people towards teaching the slogan is those who can teach yeah. so they have actually turned it on on the on its head um and also there's a lot of particularly with primary teaching people are like oh you just get to play with kids all day <laughs> and it's like singing songs and this that and the other and Actually, like, I spent three years at university studying how to do that. I had to learn all the, ta- all the subjects that I was teaching. I had to learn English, math and science. I had mm. to learn about the ancient Romans or whatever. Like, I had to do all of that stuff. And I had to learn child psychology, behavior mm. management, how to assess. And that's really complicated. There's, there's so much stuff. You're, as a teacher, you're a social worker. You're a teacher. You're a, a kind of 
parent at the same time, <laughs> like a, a loco parentis sort of thing. There's all, there's so many mm. roles in it, and it's uh, there's, but so many people have a lot of judgments about what that was. So I was kind of told, yeah, get a get a proper job. Sort and of thing. the attention so span of young children, yeah, oh my gosh, it's not yeah. very long. No, so yeah. the engagement element of constantly having to be creative in the way you engage them, I imagine, is yeah, you have to like. I mean, my lesson plans used to be like really quite complicated because it had to be you can't just like now with my medical students I can sit them down for an hour and talk about the same subject that's fine and they'll <laughs> sit down and it's yeah. not, a pro- not a problem some of them are on the phones but um but with like seven-year-olds you've got to like have an interactive starter and use the whiteboard and this that and the <laughs> other and have them passing something around the class like extension um, tasks yeah extension yeah and there's always yeah there's always some kid that's done it all and you've yeah, got to like it. yeah done it Finished. and uh, yeah, and then there's like some crisis or some kid poos himself or whatever. Like there's all those sort of things that happen. Yeah. Um, chain, chain. Sounds full on. Yeah, chain reactions as well. Like when one kid's sick and then another kid's sick because they saw that kid being sick and all that happening oh, wow. in the middle of you yeah. trying to teach addition is yeah. really complicated. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. that easy. We were talking downstairs as well about the most, it's just made me think of like the most unusual job you've ever had or <laughs> the most, the strangest place you've ever worked or most exotic place you've ever worked and we were having a chat about that and that was quite interesting about like camels getting in the way yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> yeah I used to I used to for background to our conversation I used to live in the Middle East so I my first teaching jobs were in the Middle East and it was a genuinely acceptable reason to be late for work because there was camels <laughs> crossing the road that's amazing. <laughs> like, did, that sort of thing did happen and instead of like wet break when it was ra- like we'd have here when it was raining and you all got the like be no comics out or whatever they had hot break instead um so all the kids had to stay inside because it's too hot and yeah. i tell you sweaty year fours is horrible uh. um because <laughs> they're at that stage where they haven't learned how to manage their body odor the when it's 50 gene. degrees outside <laughs> it's not nice and i had like one side of my classroom was air conditioned and the other side wasn't so the side that was air conditioned the kids were like wearing their jumpers because they're absolutely <laughs> freezing and the other side they're sweating like and oh. i had to c- swap them around it halfway <laughs> yeah <through>. um <laughs> all these like random little problems that you don't yeah. uh, envisage uh, you wouldn't have in the uk uh, that was always quite interesting yeah. Um, and trying to teach the British curriculum to kids that had never been to the UK was also interesting. Mm-hmm. We were doing a poem once and it had the word cliff in it. And uh, the country that I lived in, Qatar at the time, is totally flat and sandy. And they were like, Miss, what's a cliff? And I was <laughs> like, how do you explain a cliff <laughs> to a kid that lives in a flat country with just sand making it up? Like, yeah. I was like, it's where the land's higher and then it just stops and there's a big drop and then there's the sea and they were like, oh, like the so-and-so flyover road. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no one made it. And they just couldn't get their heads around oh, it at all. Um, that's so yeah, it was quite challenging <laughs> in, in weird ways. Yeah, that's so interesting. Just like the cultural differences. Mm, yeah. How about you? What's the strangest, <sighs> funniest? Strangest, uh, I suppose the, one of the most funniest ones, um, which I wasn't expecting it to be what it was, um, was I was a bowling ball. Um, which uh, is probably one of my best acting credits basically my friend she started making it like really doing really really well and um, she'd been in a couple of theatre performances Um, I think she'd even done something like she had a line in Coronation Street or something like that Um, so she she was working she was the one out of us that went to university that sort of was like the first one working freelance and making a living from it so um she rang me and she said i've got this job coming up um 
it's to sort of open the new Hollywood Bowl. I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, Shall we just have to do a bit of promotion? Um, hand flies <laughs> out. It's, um, it's going to be really easy. It's really good money. And I thought, brilliant, yeah, I'll do this. Um, we turned up and they gave us uh, two costumes. One was a giant skittle <laughs> and one was a giant ball. No. Um, she had like... <laughs> Uh, let's say she's, she had body issues, so she refused to wear the, the ball, <laughs> um, which meant I had to wear it. And the only thing, you, it was just this massive polystyrene <laughs> thing. Um, but because I've got quite a big chest, it didn't sort of cover my bum, and we only had <laughs> white tights. Oh, so nice. I'm stood in the middle of an opening of a, of a bowling alley, dressed <laughs> as a bowling ball, handing out these flyers. But then on top of that, somebody else that I was already like was probably i think she was the year below us she'd been on x factor and she'd done quite well so in the area she was known as a little bit of a, a star <laughs> she was actually opening it she was oh putting the gosh. ribbon <laughs> and we're there as a ex, like, <laughs> couple of years older than her from uh, university dressed as her skittle and ball it was absolutely and, my, and i said to my friend that's you know so and so don't draw attention to it she goes over to us, starts saying a name, going, it's me, it's me. So, yeah, we had this really just embarrassing, you can imagine just how depressing and sad my little face was. Oh, that's like some kind of a, um, a series, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely sitcom <laughs> can imagine worthy, that. Yeah, that. definitely sitcom. Yeah. I remember one of my favourite jobs, actually, <laughs> was I used to work for a large milkshake chain. I can make a milkshake out of anything you want. Like, <laughs> I, it was a very useful life skill. It was one of my favourite jobs. But we had to dress up to promote, and we had one of us dressed up as a, a big milkshake cup. Amazing. But um, the rest of us had to be bodyguards, because people have this weird thing that as soon as they see a mascot, they want to punch it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I can't tell the amount of kids that kicked yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah. I spent, my friend actually yeah. had to say, stop it, I'm a girl. Mm. To it's these crazy. group of boys, but yeah, I That's can good. imagine why you had to be. Yeah, I spent a whole weekend bodyguarding a milkshake. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, we seem to all have this in common because I was um, dressed as a cow <laughs> one time um, when I worked in Ibiza. I used to do acrocat. I used to be an acrocat. This came up last time, I think, um, where I used to do acrobatics dressed as a cat for the zoo project yeah. in Ibiza when I was like 18, 19. And then, um, but I also, whilst because that was part of the event night. I used to do the acrocat, but whilst I wasn't rehearsing for that, I also used to help promote our promotional work. Promotion. They <laughs> call it, they, they, oh, there's a job as a, an actor, that you can be this, you can be that, and you get, it's just, yeah, handing it's out flies. flies. <laughs> In a costume. Flies. Yeah, and I had to be a cow, but I, but I did get to paraglide as a cow, <laughs> holding a sign wow. across, like, um, the Ibiza main strip. That was, wow. that was an achievement. Yeah, that is an achievement, yeah. That is a good, that is an interesting job. I definitely bring that up in job interviews. Is like, it on your CV? No, it's yeah. not on my CV. It needs to be on your CV. It would look very random in, in place of everything else <laughs> at the minute. But yeah, maybe I'll put it on to stand out. Paragliding mm. cow. Yeah. Yeah. Holding signs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That brings me to, um, since we're all laughing and enjoying ourselves, <laughs> that made me think about what's the most enjoyable part of like your current work. What, what is it that, that drives you to get up every morning? What is it that makes you keep going in the job that you're doing now? Or, or do you want to quit? <laughs> Are you looking for a change? <laughs> Um, for me, it's because I'm like 100% passionate about what I do. Mm. So my role is... Um, a lived experience role so like I'm working in the mental health trust mm. but 
part of the job description was having lived experience of mental health issues and so I'm kind of like for me it's a constant like I can beat myself up about my past and how that's affected everything and my mm. mental health is like I've lost a lot of jobs from it but this job I've gained because of that yeah. um not, not just because of that my other uh, skills come into it as well but um I think that I'm it's kind of that everything happens for a reason thing for me um mm. with that and I am fully passionate about it and like I always wanted to I always felt like I wanted to I don't know be a nurse or go into support work or something in mental health but that's a bit too much for me right now whereas this actually I'm disseminating a lot of knowledge to all the people that are then going to be going out there mm. and helping helping people so I, I enjoy that and I, I also enjoy the fact that I get quite a lot of like autonomy in parts of my job because it's a new role that's not existed before so it's <laughs> it it started off with a job description but actually like it's been molded around what my strengths are and mm. that's that's really cool yeah mm. so your lived experience then becomes an asset yeah yeah rather than I don't know something that you might find difficult to disclose in other work yeah like I found it initially I was a bit especially like one of my departments like we definitely don't that it's not necessarily a part of what they do day to day mm. where we we don't see service users like in in the department all the time um so it is something that's new and took people a little while to get used to some some people um but actually now I find and I was kind of a little bit like oh I don't know if that you know I've qualified to be here <laughs> all of that all that sort of you know like imposter syndrome type yeah. stuff yeah. but actually like I found myself realizing that actually I am an expert in what I do mm. and yeah I haven't spent years and years studying what I do but I've spent years and years living it yeah um and that's how I, how I know what I do and like we have particularly in research there's quite a lot of like people will come to us with research projects and um people turn around and be like Ellie like is this viable in the in, in the trust do we have do we have access to these sorts of service users like yeah. would this be well accepted in this service and that sort of thing and and I, I have answers to that sort of thing That's so great. I do actually feel like I've got mm. a real purpose there which yeah. the try as they as they might if you haven't lived it you maybe you can't understand mm. it's a different but totally out. different yeah. perspective definitely mm. and what's the, f the best part of your job at the minute um at the minute I'm I'm sort of splitting my week up so I'm dedicating some days to um scripting because um my the showcase of my work's coming up at Hull Truck. Mm. So I'm dedicating a couple of days to that. And then the other days are planning, preparing and delivering at um, Leeds Playhouse. So at the moment, it's a really lovely period for me because mm. I'm basically writing my play and um, I'm working with a great group at the Leeds Playhouse who are, are sort of the, an alternative educational group. And we're, we've been working on a performance that's about using your voice and being the example and they're going to get to perform in the studio there which will probably be the first time a lot of that group have mm. been in the theatre <laughs> um, so it's just a lovely experience to be a part of knowing that I'm helping them create a performance mm. and it's going to be one of the first times um, performing and performing to a sort of public open paying audience as well. I don't well. think people like I don't think people can like underestimate the power of that. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. And the confidence and the self esteem and like the empowerment that can bring to get to, to yeah. get up in front of people and to be in a new space. We to took them into like to see the actual studio the other mm. day just so they could kind of self realise the audience where mm. they'll be stood, that the fact that they have to project their voices, all that sort of thing. And they were just so excited and 
amazed by the lights around the mirror in the dressing room they were, they were just like look at this yeah. instagram it's like hollywood yeah, yeah. yeah totally and just i thought it's well real. we've only just this is just the dressing room yeah. so this is brilliant yeah so at the moment things are, are really really lovely and really really mm. nice so each day yeah i'm waking up and it's it's really positive and um really pushing me and uh i'm very organized at the moment mm. which is great that's awesome cool yeah yeah I think for me, um, I'm in a research and development process cool. with a show at the minute, which which it might not be a show, it might be a show, I don't know what it is, and that's the point of like research and development, yeah. is that you get a period where you just sort of delve into an idea or a topic and you play with it and you explore it in different ways, like by doing workshops or um, reading articles and like trying stuff out. And for me, that's like amazing mm. because you don't know what's going to come of it. Mm. And you're working with new people. Almost. Yeah. And yeah. you're making new connections, both like with the topic, but also with people. And you're going out into the community and working with young people and getting their perspective. And it's just, it's just really lovely. And I think that for me, if I could do that every day all day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without the pressure of like having to provide something at the end, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be joy. Um, but yeah, I think we're pretty much coming near the end, but I just wanted to say, that, is there anything like, any dreams of the future, any big hopes of <laughs> what you might, you know, because when we're little, we're like, oh, I want to be X, Y, Z, and it doesn't doesn't always work out that I way. I really wanted to be an ice skater <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> I never had an ice skating le- lesson, but I was like definitely convinced that was yeah. that was my calling, but it hasn't quite worked out like that. Yeah. Did you do any ice skating? Actually, I have just started lessons. Amazing. Uh, but I'm not quite at, like, professional level yet, it's fair to say. You're doing it, though. <laughs> doing it. Um, or any plugs. Yeah, so... Um, I wanted to be retired by the time I was 50. So that's only 10 years away, so I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so I think the next best thing for me would just be to... Um, just uh, yeah get paid for doing mm. what you love and i think that's always been my goal and what mm. i've always strived to do so i'm sort of on that journey really nice mm. nice what about you i don't know because i i'm still in a process of like blending my two passions so mm. i've got the arts creativity dance performance theater that kind of stuff but i've also got like a big interest in psychology with my yeah. voluntary role in like sheffield health and social care and doing doing like um, bespoke commissions for stuff and workshops. So the two mm-hmm. of them, yeah. I'm I'm in a transitionary period, I think, where I'm not sure which, which direction I'm going to go or whether I'm going to blend the two. But I definitely feel like that's something that's creeping more and more and mm. more into my practice and into my life. So that's exciting. Yeah. Also scary. Yeah. Also unknown. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully I can just bring the two together or embrace which one is going to take me. Yeah. yeah. Be nicer than having to choose. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Mm, thanks thank you very much for having us. Yeah.